Disclaimer. The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rock, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together. Welcome everyone to the Pop Culture Effect, and as you can see by me doing the intro, we finally got rid of them, boys! We did it. I mean, me and you Trin, didn't really. <laughs> me and Trin banished him to the editor's realm. <laughs> that we did. The, the Tyler Hive mind has won. Robbie is gone. Well, from recording. Yeah. Well, at the same time, too, though, he is editing, so we could probably throw in some bullshit to make it seem like he's still here. Oh, yeah, he will. I feel personally called out, but okay. But I'm recording. He's just going to make us sound like a bunch of <laughs> schizophrenics. <laughs> but I have all the power. That is true, or you do. Yeah. And <clears throat> this power is putting me on a hype trip about as big as the hype trip I had last night with my first topic of talking about the FNAF movie. Holy shit. That movie was goddamn beautiful. I heard it had like, what was it? I think like the critic score was like very low, but the public opinion score was very high. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. So the critics that they have review through Rotten Tomato, they had the wrong people review this movie. Because the people that reviewed it were not fans of the franchise or had no idea what was going on with the franchise. Because oh my on, God. on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter has given it a 26%, which looks atrocious. But the audience score, which is at over a thousand plus ratings, has given it nearly a 90%. That's not bad. I'll admit, that's not bad. Yeah, and I was expecting the movie to be like an hour and a half or so. They made the movie almost two hours long. And I think it all transitioned pretty well throughout the movie. I'm going to try my best not to spoil anything for the audience and to you guys. But... I was going to say, for me personally, I don't give a shit because I have zero interest. Well, that's the case. This happened. I actually <laughs> hate the franchise, but I'll really, it. yeah, I never got into the hype with FNAF because, well, like, when you watch the game, like when you watch gameplay of it, you've pretty much already played the game, in my opinion. That that that's fair. Um, so, like, yeah, I never played it because I already watched someone. I'm like, well, if this is just the entirety of the game, I'm not gonna <laughs> buy it. And then because of how I can be averse to things, if they get too big too quickly and people like become cringe monsters, it instantly pushes me away. And that's what happened with the FNAF. Fandom. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm not dealing with that cesspool cringe. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, this movie, they they made this for the fans and only the fans. Like, new people can come into it and probably enjoy it, but they made this for the people that enjoyed the games and, like, wanted to see this lore in cinema. And I think they pulled it off beautifully. The animatronics looked straight out of the game. A lot of great lore um, was sprinkled throughout the movie. That was done very well. William Afton, the man, the myth, the killer himself. Perfect. But... He always comes back. He always comes back. But oh my god, I am 
such on a hype train right now for this movie. After I came back, I started rewatching a bunch of film theory and game theory um, videos, just kind of going back into the lore again because I was in such a hype train after watching it. I wanted to see more. I don't know if it's confirmed or if it's a rumor that they're already planning to start filming the second one uh, in early 2024 and have it released late 2024. I know they're set. They're set to have three movies. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, Matthew Lillard yeah. confirmed that he signed on for three films. There was also um, not not any big actors, but the crew that was working on it. I saw that uh, a couple of them have tweeted that the animatronics were moving on their own on set. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've already got some horror stories on set about it, which I think is hilarious. I would I would be creeped out like way too much. One thing I thought was really cool about this movie too is that they kept Scott Coffin on set with them almost completely throughout the production of the movie as well. So if anything mm-hmm. wasn't correct, he was there to put him back in line. Oh yeah, it was great. Apparently they had like what like 40 different takes or something just for one scene. Oh yeah, they they wanted to make this movie as spot on and as good as possible and it really shows. There are some fun cameos in the movie. Unfortunately, Markiplier is not in it. Everyone wanted Markiplier to be in it. He was supposed to, but he was in the middle of filming his movie Iron Lung while FNAF was being filmed. So it unfortunately overlapped and he wasn't able to be a part of it. But we did get a confirmation of what his part would have been. And it is like not really, this isn't really much of a spoiler, but like right at the beginning of the movie, we get like a two, three minute um scene of the previous night guard getting attacked and killed by the animatronics. That was going to be Mark originally. That, that, that would have been so funny to see. Yeah. And I highly recommend staying for the end credits. There isn't really a crazy end credit scene. There is one little comedic one but the song they choose for the end credits, I am so happy they chose that song. And then there isn't an after credit scene, but you hear some stuff as the credits is ending, hinting at the second movie. Okay. So I'd highly look um, stick around for the credits because you'll be pretty impressed. But all in all, I thought the movie was great. All the actors did fantastic job. I was really happy to have uh, Josh Hutchinson, Hutchinson play Mike. Uh, it's interesting seeing that they're not like it's not actually the Afton family considered to the games from what I've seen like you've seen that uh, in the trailers and stuff showed that it's Mike Schmidt yeah they're kind of changing it a little bit with who's part of what family yeah, and it shows that, like, I know that there have been theories about, it's kind of common knowledge now, but the uh, security guard, Vanessa, is supposed to be her tie-off from the game. Mm-hmm. Well, cop, Vanessa, not security guard in this. But there's a lot of people that are trying to, Josh's sister in, like, the trailers and stuff, because that's all that I've seen. I haven't seen the movie, or, well, Mike's in the movie. But I honestly might, because it's in theaters right now, but it's also going to be on Peacock on Halloween. I might mm-hmm. try to do a, a subscription to Peacock just so I can watch it again, or I might just say, screw it and go watch it in the theaters one more time. Because <laughs> I... I want to watch it again. It's put me on a crazy hype for the for the franchise again, and I, I just cannot wait for the second one and the third one. That's fair. I, I'm definitely wanting to see it, and I'll be seeing it some, some way or another, going in or some shit. Yeah. The movie is PG-13, so you can definitely tell scenes where they cut back on the gore a bit, but they did it well to where adults will still find the horror fun and thrilling. Nice. So it's, it's at a rating where everyone can watch it. I mean, some little kids, I'd say 
probably not, but if they're already if they're already knowing the franchise pretty well and expecting jump scares and stuff, probably be fine to bring them. Just be mindful. But other than that, yeah. the movie's fantastic. I loved it. I can see why some people, if you're not a fan, you might think the movie's weird or doesn't, or you might think it's not that good. But going into it knowing what it is, it's perfect. But anyway, before we move on, I would just like to say real quick for those who are watching on radio, uh, please check out our fully uh, unedited versions of these podcasts on the Pop Culture Effect on YouTube. And for those that are watching on YouTube, please give us a like, comment, and subscribe. See what you want to hear more of. Hey, howdy ho. It's me, Bobbert, from The Editing Dungeon here. Just want to add a little tidbit to expand the experience of this wonderful episode. I just want to say that the animatronics used through Throughout the Five Nights at Freddy's movies were made in collaboration with the Jim Henson Company. But as is pretty clear if you look into the movie, there was some CGI to make them pop, which is understandable as this is kind of a kid's movie, but I'm not here to give my opinions, I'm just here to fill in the gaps. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. And with that, Jim and I, another franchise I'm also really hyped about. Tell us about the Doctor Who uh, thing that's coming on out soon. Okay, so this I just recently found out about, even though I had a whole week to figure this shit out. But uh, <laughs> my ass has had, you know, my ass has been all over the place when it comes to time management. So I didn't even f- realize. But apparently, um, one, Doctor Who will be turning 60 years old soon. I always forget that this show has been around for a long ass time. You'd think I wouldn't because one of my best friends in high school, her dad watched it when he was a kid and he was like old as dirt. So like, you know, because <laughs> uh, that's how she got into it. I got into it just because I saw it on Netflix and also like internet culture. Yeah, and next month, I believe next month in November 25th on BBC and Disney Plus, they will be uh, slowly throughout um, late November and early December rolling out three episodes for the the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who and honestly, I'm actually really excited about it because the main reason is they're bringing back two of my favorite characters from the show from back in its earlier modern reboot. Not like, not obviously not like the original because pretty sure a lot of those actors are like long dead or retired from acting, but they are bringing back David Tennant as like, who was the former 10th Doctor as the 14th Doctor I think. I'm not really too sure what they're going on about, but it's a sci-fi show where like you know they can kind of manage to make it work through some like you know bimbly bombly british time shit you know wibbly wobbly um, timey wimey yeah, yeah wibbly exactly. wobbly timey wimey bullshit um so they are bringing back the former 10th doctor david Tennant as the 14th regeneration and the one of the best companions next to rose donna noble they're gonna be bringing her back which i fucking love donna her personality was great she's a beautiful actress her character was amazing her family her her grandfather oh such a sweet old man her um, grandfather made me cry so many times i know his, i love papa noble his conversations he had with david Tennant, 10th doctor oh mm-hmm. my god like it was fantastic it, it, it just kind of felt like he was one of the few people that could understand 
the doctor. Yeah, so I'm really glad that not only are they bringing back David Tennant, who I'm actually surprised he is coming back because he, you know, he's quite busy with other roles. Like, um, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, he's busy, uh, busy. Like, I know they just wrapped up the first season of Good Omens, but I'm pretty sure they're working on a second season or a second season will be coming out. I'm not too sure where they are on the production of that. I, I think it's coming out. Think, so it's probably already already. Done. I think they're already work. I think they've already worked on second season. I think second season's already out. I was going to say, it's either already out or it will be coming out. So it's probably already done. So that might be one of the reasons why he's fine with coming back. And honestly, I think to this day, like he's still really proud of his role as the 10th Doctor. He was one of the most well-liked iterations of the Doctor of the modern series and everything. And I'm really glad that, uh, what was her name? Catherine Tate is also coming back. She was the woman who played Donna Noble. And I'm not going to, in case you haven't seen it, which granted these episodes came out in like mid 2010. So if you haven't what are you doing? seen, yeah, but like, I also haven't really finished it either one because I don't, it like they took it off of Netflix. Oh, and then uh, it was when, it was after like uh, near the, I think it was the beginning of the 12th Doctor's season, but like with all the sad shit that happened at the end of the 11th with like the Angels Take Manhattan episode, it broke me. So I just kind of stopped watching for a long time because mm. that episode fucking shattered my soul because the pawns are probably my favorite companions next to like Donna I think is the best in my opinion Rose is good but she's not as good as the pawns I fucking love Amy Rory Rory was like my favorite character next to the tough doctor yeah I fucking love of the companions it's like Donna the pawns because you can't separate them you really can't they're you know they're they're together forever and then you know Rose she's OG like she's the OG original uh, companion of the modern iteration but like there's just something about Donna that you know she trumps her regardless and then I just you know but um they haven't really I, I can't really find much of what is going to happen I didn't, I'll be honest I didn't watch the trailer but that's because I'm kind of weird with trailers and I don't actually just watching them so that's my own fault but yeah late November November 25th is when this will be released on the first episode which will be called I didn't realize it was that close yeah it had the episode names where did they go Oh, my God. But I'm I'm really hyped about this, too, because, yeah, same here. Tenth Doctor was my favorite duration. Him coming back for the 60th anniversary along with Donna Noble. It's it's perfect choice. I... Yeah. And I'm really happy, too, that this is going to be on Disney Plus because back then with, like, the newest seasons of Doctor Who, which I, I kind of happen to falling off of it, but this is good. This this special is going to get me brought back into it. It might... I might honestly get Disney Plus when this drops, or at the very least maybe after all of them have dropped, which it's the Wild Blue Earth, the Star Beast, which is, that's the one that drops on November 25th, Wild Blue Yonder, that's December 2nd, and The Giggle, December 9th. It's three, three special episodes. Okay. And then there is a quick little tidbit about um god i really apologize for how i'm going to say his name because i'm i'm thinking it's an african name and i am i'm a filthy american so like you know when it comes <laughs> to names that are outside of like my language and culture i try my hardest but goddamn yeah Nuki Gatwa. i'm so sorry if i said that 
long? Because he is said to be the next, like, full-time doctor. The 14th. And the 15th, technically, because Tenant is coming back as the 14th that, iteration. You know, that's fair. We blew all the time. Yeah, so he's yeah. the 15th doctor, and it's like, you know, what about him? I thought he was, like, the next doctor. He is. He's still in the runner-up, and he will make his debut, apparently, during this, but his first full, first, first like, first full um, season of him being the full-time doctor won't begin until next year, so if that's what you are waiting for with this special, he won't be the full-time doctor just yet. You're gonna have to wait a little bit longer if you liked this actor, which I'm not gonna say his name because I don't want to offend anyone by butchering it as badly as I probably did, <laughs> but um, he apparently was in the next Netflix uh, Sex Education. I watched a little bit of that. It seemed interesting. I'm, it's so hard for me to like sit down and watch shows. I'm terrible at that shit. I think he was the main character's like best friend in that show, if I recall. Okay. I am just really excited for this and it being on Disney Plus and I'm hoping from here on out just anything Doctor Who is just going to get put on Disney Plus immediately because I've always had a hard time which probably did not help me losing my interest in Doctor Who. I always had a hard time trying to find where to watch the previous newest seasons of Doctor Who. Foreshadowing. Where is it being streamed? I don't think there's any streaming services. I mean correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I will. I don't think there's any streaming services that is currently doing any episode, any new episodes of Doctor Who. It's only on BBC, so you have to watch it on cable and record it. Is but, it really? I could have sworn it was. Yeah, it must be. I know I have the David Tennant series on DVD somewhere. I'm, I'm, yeah, I have the David Tennant series on DVD, and I need to get the 11th one because those two are my top favorites, even though there's some people in my life that call him an ugly moron, but that's besides the point. I really love Matt Smith. I think that's his name. I'm terrible with names. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, it does look like you can't watch it on any streamings. Okay, well, here it's saying it's on Netflix and HBO Max. Is it? You guys have Netflix and Max, right? I currently don't have Netflix at the moment because I was borrowing my dad's Netflix, but then they finally... Oh, yeah, they cracked down. They finally hit that thing where like, hey, are you in your home right now? Are you on your home Wi-Fi? Because if not, you're not watching this right now. So now I can't use my dad's Netflix anymore. <laughs> I hate that about Netflix so f***ing much. That's a whole different rant that we've had multiple times and probably will continue to have, so I'm not going to get into it. Oh, yeah, most likely. <laughs> you know, it's... it's extremely hilarious in hindsight while editing this episode in this treacherous dungeon that on November 1st, BBC announced the Hooniverse. So we are gonna finally have an iPlayer experience where you can watch all of your favorite Doctor Who episodes. So to answer Blaze and Gemini with where you can find Doctor Who, it's Hooniverse on BBC's iPlayer. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But anyway, moving on from, you know, the discussion of, you know, British TV shows and where to find them on streaming services and everything. Menace, how would you like to tell us of the changes to the most of the... Let me try that again. We keep that in. We keep that in. No. Menace, how would you like to tell us about the changes to the newest... 
to the biggest <laughs> shut up to the big gaming streaming websites platform the, 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 the twitch changes the, the twitch changes so uh <clears throat> oh god if my throat I get some water real quick hydration check oh, oh my god no never again <laughs> this episode is brought to you by water water drink it or you'll die drink your water but yeah uh what was it last week or the week before uh we had twitchcon which you know always a big time but twitch actually came out with some policy updates and there's two big ones that have um come up and the first one is stream embedding i don't know if either of you knows what know what that is not too uh, familiar essentially if you go on it's a lot on it's on a lot of like game guide sites if you look up guides for games like dark souls or something like that you'll usually when you go on to a website there will be a stream playing like in the in the top left or somewhere on the screen there's just a, a stream that auto plays but it's always been a big thing for streamers especially people that are starting up because it doesn't matter if they're streaming the game specifically that you're that you're looking up or anything they could be playing a completely entire game but as soon as that you load up that web page you count as a viewer on their stream so these these websites are essentially view botting off of people looking for information on completely different games and constantly having the top spot uh, oh, yeah. in whatever game what they're playing i know what you're talking about now yeah like when i um look up like a wiki of websites or whatever about games like say uh i don't know i'm looking up where to find the blackstone ring and elden ring i know that's not an actual mm-hmm. item but you know what i mean looking yeah. at looking for an item in elden ring or whatever and i'm like where is it so i go on the wiki and yeah there's usually like in the corner like some jag off playing valorant and i'm like what? yeah yeah exactly that stuff but you're counting so these people who aren't even like playing the games that you're looking up they're constantly dominating the categories of the games that they're playing from because you know twitch is separated into the different games that you play like for categories and stuff and people are essentially getting free viewership from that so the new change to it is that when you load up into those websites the stream is not going to autoplay anymore it'll be paused so you technically won't count as a viewer for them anymore um, Honestly, but the I kind of I don't mind that I'll be honest. I I don't either because it it allows people who are actually playing these games and actually like like I know the people on the stream are playing the games, but they're essentially getting like dirty viewers from people who are looking up information for completely different topics. Yeah, yeah. like I half the time I barely even realize they're there because you mm-hmm. know I'm too busy trying to figure out where the hell I can find the great crag sword that I need to complete my build, and I barely pay attention to Mr. Man in the corner playing Valorant, but sometimes. I glance over and I'm like, what? See, the, the cheekiest thing is that most of these embedded streams will keep them muted when, like, when they pop up. So you won't even, yeah. most of the time you won't even know what's playing, but you're counting as a viewer for that person. I remember one time, I don't think it did mute it, and all of a sudden, I just hear this dude start f***ing talking, and it spooked the shit out of me, because I think I was alone <laughs> at my house at the time. I'm like, who the f***? And then I, like, glance, I'm like, oh, it's just some random stream that popped up. Okay, but, but it spooked the shit out of me for a second. <laughs> but the, but, uh... Yeah, that is that's that's real dirty, you know. That these yeah. people are able to keep like a high ranking spot in like you know again say Valorant, and there's someone who's like you know they're starting to kick off, but they can't get up there because some. <laughs> and here's the thing: when this happens, do like is it like an automatic thing, or do they like is it something that it, they? Set it's up? the stream for like okay, so the main the main person that does it is a uh, it's Fextra Life. So they do a lot of Dark Souls and other RPG game guides, mm-hmm. but the person that is streaming for Fextra Life on Twitch will be playing like Armor Core or something like that. When oh, you're... 
so yeah. these are like art nerd streamers. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was curious about. Like, are these just people like, like, do they know this is happening? Or See, are these websites was, pulling a random streamer? If it was like, like a hype zone thing that they, you know, like they used to have where it would just stream a random player that's like playing that game, that I could understand more. Mm-hmm. But no, it's these are just the, the people who have that account on Twitch and they're playing whatever, I don't know, whatever they want to play. But the, uh, there's one other big change and I think this is even bigger than that is uh for the longest time they had if you if you are partnered with twitch you can only stream on twitch like that's been a big thing it's always been a controversy um and then what was it last month they updated their policy for it's called simulcast where you're streaming on multiple like services at once uh, like say youtube and twitch if you're streaming on that but they have uh, they updated it last month to where you can do like mobile services like if you're streaming on twitch you can simulcast it to uh facebook or tiktok and stuff like that and then just uh as of during twitchcon last week they updated it and it now says as of today you can now simulcast on any live service we believe that you should have the freedom to decide services you want to live stream on you can also learn for other guidance at simulcasting help article they did come out with a couple of stipulations for if you are streaming on twitch though uh the first one was that if you're streaming to multiple services at once while using twitch is your main platform that you qualify or that you ensure that the quality of twitch users experience for your simulcast is at minimum no less the experience on other platforms or services so they want like you can't have extra sub buttons or anything on that uh, on youtube that you wouldn't have on twitch special emotes or anything like that okay Uh, their second one is you should not provide links otherwise directing your community to leave twitch for your simulcast on other services because we value the community of twitch and and the integral role community engagement plays on Twitch. You can't be like streaming on YouTube and I'm just using YouTube and Twitch because they're the biggest kind of services, but can't be streaming on YouTube, posting links for you to links for your YouTube in your Twitch chat being like, yeah, no, go watch me on YouTube. Don't watch me on Twitch. Interesting. And, Don't they kind of do that though when they stream on Twitch? Like, you know, oh, if, <laughs> you know, if you want to watch this later, you know, you can go to my VODs channel. Uh, or is that not allowed when you're on that, Twitch? That, that, that's allowed like promoting a channel but they're saying like uh they're saying more of like if you are live streaming both on because this is like streaming on multiple services at the same time i know with obs mm-hmm. you can set it up to stream to like twitch kick and uh youtube all at once oh i didn't know that and you can also set it up for like tiktok and facebook and stuff like that too oh. but so they don't want you posting links like nah, my my youtube channel's bigger go over there and watch me when i stream on there that's what that's what they don't want oh okay Okay, so like, yeah, I get it now. And this one kind of sucks, especially for just trying to keep up with everything because they do want everybody to be included. I can understand. But the last stipulation is you do not use third party services such uh, that combine activity from other platforms or services on your Twitch stream during your uh, simulcast, such as merging chat or other features to ensure that Twitch community is included in the entirety of the experience for your live stream. So you can't have like, there, there are little like scripts or mods that you can put into your stream to where it will merge all of your chats together. Uh, they don't want you to do that. They want the Twitch chat to be separate from everything else. Because uh, sometimes when all the chats are together, some messages don't get through or it's all going too fast because so many people are typing. You know what? That's that's fair. That's like a, that's a quality of life thing. I'll be honest. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fair quality of life thing because I don't watch streams too often. If anything, I watch VODs because I usually don't have time to watch streams. And also, I don't know. It's, it's weird watching 
watching a stream. Not weird, but like, I don't know. For me personally, I watch VODs. So like the times when with certain of the ones of VODs that I see where like they have their like Twitch chat off to the side on rather than like it hidden mm -hmm. and everything. Cause that's like a streamer personal preference kind of thing, whether they have it on the screen at all times or not. Oh, well they're, they're more talking about like, cause usually they'll have their chat up on another monitor or something. Oh no, no, they no. I know that. But like, yeah. no, I mean like on the actual VOD. Um, oh, okay. yeah, like on the actual like YouTube VOD or whatever the hell. Usually it's the YouTube VODs because they're like more edited technically in a sense mm -hmm. rather than the raw footage. Like they have it, you know, like an overlay and everything. Yeah. I know like on the actual streamer side, it's like separate and everything. I know that much. But I mean like on that and because what I'm getting at here is I, I've already seen a few instances of that and like sometimes the chat's going so fast. So if they like, you know, yeah, that's definitely a quality of life thing because having like, say you have a big following on both YouTube and Twitch and you combine those, that poor streamer's never going to be able to keep up with messages. Oh, yeah. They're, they might as well just ignore it. And then people are going to get upset that they're ignoring them. The only thing is that I feel like it's going to be harder for streamers to have two chats up at once instead of having those mods or stuff that just merges all the chat together. Because I know some people can like put it on slow mode and they're able to keep up with it. Yeah. And I do think like the bigger um, streamers who do have a tendency to pull in massive crowds do that where they put it in slow mode and you can only like, what is it, type like every, is it 30 seconds or like, or, like a, I guess it's like. It's like minute or something like that. I was going to say, I'm not too sure. I've, I think... I think the one time I watched a stream from someone who is a rather, like, popular streamer. At the very least, like, he has a pretty decent-sized following in comparison to, like, others mm. that I prefer to, like, watch if I want to. Yeah, I think he usually does have it on slow mode. Or, like, you know, they have it on, like, sub-only and everything, or you can only talk if you're a follower. Like, yeah, there's all those options, yeah. but I get that. It, and for the streamer side, that would be annoying because then you have to have, like, two separate windows. But nine chances out of ten, you know, they got, like, 15 different monitors. That's fair. No, the... The main, uh, the main streamer that I watch is usually on YouTube only, so I don't know much about, like, how that end works on Twitch, besides the little that I've done myself. I was gonna say, I honestly don't know either. I know for me personally, when I have attempted to stream here and there, it sucks trying to bounce back and forth when you just got one monitor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to get my a second monitor back. I like, I just got myself uh, one of the Arzopa monitors that's been all over TikTok lately, and that thing's been great. And they have a sale right now, so it's like 75 bucks for it, and things perfect. Not sponsored, though if Not they want to sponsor us, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I think that's for, you know, Snorbert and other people to discuss, not us. <laughs> <laughs> The, I think these changes are going to be uh, really helpful in the long run because I know there's there's some streamers that do they do streams but then they do edited videos to YouTube and now they're going to kind of have that freedom to that everybody's going to be able to join into the stream or you know if they do want to keep their channels that way they have another avenue for like big stuff they do in, in their games I, I normally watch gaming but like they have big announcements they want to do they can do streams on everything that they want to promote yeah, themselves to that would be a good thing yeah because like say Say, um, it's a streamer who is, say, like a big event's coming up in their life. Like, you know, mm -hmm. they can announce like, oh, hey, you know, I might be taking a bit of a break because, you know, maybe they're getting married or they're going on vacation, like maybe for like a long one or, you know, something like that. Some some event where or, you know, or, you know, hey, this happened. Uh, Woohoo. Kind of thing. And they can, yeah, stream it to all of their fan bases or not fan bases, but like, you know, platforms essentially. But the uh, but I do know the, there are some people who I watch that like they'll give like a quick disclaimer on YouTube like this was recorded live on Twitch you know blah 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 and then they like drop their Twitch and everything and like enjoy the video and I'm like oh it was cool you're listening to the pop culture effect 
on CJSW. Going from uh, these new Twitch updates to a game I have no doubt will be streamed all over Twitch in the recent future. Gemini, what what's going on with City Skylines 2? I actually saw a trailer for it yesterday. It actually got me interested. So City Skylines 2, if you're not familiar, well, I'll give a quick like background summarization of it. If you're not familiar with it, that is a game by Paradox Interactive, which is a company that's very, uh, it, it, you know, made the first City Skylines and, you know, a lot of the map games that you see, like, uh, Hearts of Iron, Crusader Kings, Victoria, Europa, EU, um, and Stellaris. They're very popular for their uh, real-time strategy map games, but they made a city builder called City Skylines back in 2015, and that was kind of... It got really popular because it came out near the end of SimCity's life because when they released the last SimCity game, it was a stinker. EA dropped a big old stinker, and so Paradox was like, hmm... Why don't we try a city builder game? So they did, and City Skylines 1 was created, and it was a pretty, it was a really good game. It has a lot of, you know, DLC that you have to, you don't have to buy it. It's like optional as always. Um, But just this past week, they released the sequel, and with what you're saying about it being streamed, more than likely, but not quite yet. Well, in other people's opinion, in my opinion, the game is honestly pretty good. It does kind of fall into the pit trap that a lot of Paradox games falls into when they first release a game where it is a bit it doesn't have the greatest reception at first and usually it's either it's usually uh, it falls under the problem of there's not a lot of content and that is a big problem in general AAA games where you know they do re- uh, release what people think are half-baked games and you have to buy, like pay a lot of money to get extra stuff with the DLC Paradox does sadly do that but apparently a lot of people right now are complaining it is a poorly optimized game really that it is let me see if I can try and pull up a couple of the reviews that people had on it because the funny thing for me is I I honestly don't think it's that bad. Like it's currently, it's on a mixed status on Steam, like the yellow mixed. And for me, when I played it, I honestly didn't think it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I have the graphics on medium, but to be fair, my graphics card, I believe it's an, oh, it's either, is it a 1660 Ti? It's an old, it's like, it's not, Oof. it's not old. It's, it's not new, but like, it's not crusty dusty either. It needs upgraded eventually, but it's fine for the time being. Right. You can get the job um, done, but not the greatest option. Yeah, it's not, it's gonna probably struggle with a lot of them, like a lot of new AAA game titles, which I don't really give a shit about. If it can run the games I like currently, great. If it's gonna have some trouble in the future with the games I like, then I'll save up for, then I'll save up for a new one. Let's just hope this game isn't gonna end up like Sims for you. It won't, but uh, their life sim game that they're working on will. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <Anyway>. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> life by you. But anyway, um, yeah, so a lot of the people claim that, you know, the performance is questionable. I guess for them, it crashes to desktop. It's got bugs, which every game has bugs. You're never going to have a game that's going to be bug free on release. You're never going to have a game that's bug free in general. It's never going to happen. I don't care how great of a video game designer and programmer you are. You're going to have bugs. People it's inevitable. Will find it happens. That is, yeah. that has been my same exact experience recently with this uh, new game that came out, or the beta came out called The Finals, and the servers have been slammed the entire time. Practically full, and all I hear in the Discord is getting notifications. Bing, oh, this game sucks. I keep getting crashed. Bing, oh, I can't load into a game. What's going on? Bing, oh, there's bugs. Like, it, dude, it's it's a beta launch. It's gonna have bugs. Yeah. So you know, people are saying it doesn't have as much content as the old game. The old game had like 15 different forms of DLC. Of course, it's not gonna have as much content as the old game. Of course, it's not. 
not. It just came out. And that and that's what people don't seem to realize that just in general that game companies do is, yeah, it's annoying how to get the extra content. You have to either wait for modders to create it or wait for the company to drop the DLC. But that's just kind of the dystopian society we live in. <laughs> Deal with it. So that's, an, that's one thing they're bitching about. The optimization of like, you know, oh, I have such a high-end PC and I'm only getting like 30 FPS with high graphics. And it's like, who f***ing cares if you're getting 30 FPS? Like, yeah, if it's crashing to desktop because it's, you know, you have it on the highest graphics and your graphics card is like, oh, like pretty decent. I guess that's kind of a problem, but just tweak the graphics. I hate these people that are like, you know, my game's got to run at 120 FPS, like 50 billion. And I don't know the, um, All the, the time, P. top tier nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's got to be crisp, clean, you know, perfect 24 seven or, and if it's just like a frame below perfection, bad game, worst if, game ever. I, Shit game. see the details on the cars when they crash into each other. Yeah, I and, see like, one frame off, I'm done. Yeah, that's literally how these people are acting. And it's kind of hilarious. Apparently, uh, I guess people are complaining like the natural disasters aren't as good as the old game, which that's a fair enough complaint of, because I don't remember if the, nat- I don't remember if natural disasters came with the base game with City Skylines 1. I haven't played it in a long time. If they didn't, I kind of get complaining that the natural disasters aren't as good. So that's a valid complaint. I'm noticing the reviews have definitely went up because I think it was most, it was like not mostly negative, but like it was on the bad end of um, mixed, like the worst side of it. I guess there is a slight problem where if you have a big city, it gets very laggy and you might as well start a new city. Um, Entities. Yeah, like that's just the game getting a little big. That's a problem with a lot of games though. Like this was released October or this was posted October 24th, which I think was the day the game came out. So fair enough. Day one launches are sometimes kind of stinky anyway. 13900K, uh, 64 gig of RAM and an RTX 4090 playing on a 1440p ultra wide monitor. I got 35 FPS at the main menu and in game on a brand new map without building a single thing. Turning off the motion blur and depth of field increases from 35 to 50 FPS. Uh, Not a single other graphics. Graphics setting changed the performance at all, uh, even on the lowest and still only got 50 FPS. What's wrong with getting 50 FPS? Like, I'm sorry. What is wrong with that? As long as I'm getting, like... simulator, though. Honestly, as long as I'm getting, like, more than, like, 40 FPS, I'm fine. I will say that the, the marketing for it did show it, like, massively, like, enhanced good graphics... Like, yeah, they did. Um, they showed it like where the city almost looked realistic, except for like when you got like down and looked at the people. Yeah, I will. It doesn't look like that. I will admit. But honestly, that's you can never go off of a trailer. You can't because you never can tell if it's actual game footage or if it's like rendered game footage. You can you can never trust a, tra- a trailer anymore. Because nine chances out of ten, it's probably a rendered trailer in like some animation software that they have. And it's not actual game footage. But moving on from that, for me personally, I really enjoyed the game. I Yes, I did turn the graphics down to medium. When I first booted the game, it was a little stuttery um, on the main menu, <laughs> but it wasn't like super noticeable. And I used to play the first game on a shitty laptop and I probably got 15 frames a second. I don't give a f- how laggy my game is half the time. Yeah, I've gotten spoiled as I've gotten, you know, better equipment with being older and being able to afford it, sure. But it didn't bother me, but I just mostly didn't want the game to crash or my PC to catch fire. So 
So yeah, I turned it down to medium. But after that, like I had no problems with the performance of the game. If anything, it's it's it was more just the fact of having to kind of relearn the game that was my biggest gripe. And that's not even the game's fault. That's just me being a dumbass, you know? That's me forgetting the con like the core mechanics of the fucking game. So like, you know, in my opinion, I think it's a pre- it's a pretty good game. Yeah, it's a little lackluster because it just released and the older game has like all this extra content. But I think you are right in the sense of in the future, you are probably going to see a lot of people streaming it, you know, building their big cities. And when the DLC will eventually come out, yeah, people are going to buy it. It's going to gain more traction. And I think it will eventually rise from its negative, kind of negative state where it is right now, because tragically, that is kind of how Paradox games are. They start out really shit and then they build their way up. So for me personally, I really enjoyed City Skylines too. I believe it is. It was supposed to be on Game Pass, but I noticed it's not. Well, it is on PC. I want to say it's on Xbox, but it might be for the no, newest it's Xbox. A, it's a uh, PC Game Pass. Uh, really? Yeah. Really? I wonder if they took it off the Xbox Series X because I remember before it came out, scrolling through the Game Pass on occasion just to see like what was, if anything new had dropped because I don't fully pay attention when new things drop on the console variant. And I remember seeing it there. So I wonder if they removed it from the Series X when it launched and it wasn't running too well on PCs for people. So I wonder if they pulled its release off of console for the time being. I want to fact check they that. Could've. I want to quick fact check that. Ah, they did. They pushed it back. Oh, okay. When's they pushed the it back for console. Spring of 2024. Oh, okay. So they did push it back. Okay. I will admit I played it on console. I it, I don't have... It's games <laughs> like that, trying to control them on con- with a controller is so annoying. <laughs> those those yeah, types of no, games kind of has to be on mouse and keyboard. They have to be. It's so bad play because I well, remember... What we can hope for is that they have mouse and keyboard compatibility and you can like just plug one in if you got one. Yeah, because playing City Skylines with mouse and keyboard is so nice because you can, you know, fully control where everything is like going, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're like a perfectionist with like OCD of some kind, it's trying to get those roads with a mouse is annoying as hell. Trying to get those roads with a controller, throw the <laughs> thing in the trash, throw it in the Impossible. trash. You're gonna be, yeah, you're going to be sitting there all day working on like one or like two roads and you're never going to be happy. Holy shit, is it so bad? I'll admit. So that definitely does mean that there was some optimization issues. Oh yeah. That they realized. Yeah, because I remember it was supposed to release all along, along all platforms October 24th, but they pulled it. Interesting. Didn't know that. So yeah, if you're waiting for it to drop on console, you're going to have to wait till spring of next year. How are you playing it on console if you do? Because holy shit, like I said, the controls on console are so bad. You are a stronger, smarter person than I am. I will admit. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Moving on from a game that was pushed back from its Xbox release, Menace, how about the Xbox Partner Showcase? What do you, what, what information do you have on that? The Xbox Premiere Preview, don't even know why it was called Premiere still, but it is a look at some of the bigger games that are coming out, and the first one, we got a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, and they're running it on uh, Unreal 5, if I remember correctly, and it looks it looks pretty awesome. Uh, we got Alan Wake 2 launch trailer and walkthrough, introducing some of the new enemies that are going to be haunting us. We got Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, uh, which is the new in the Yakuza series. It's going to let you manage your own island resort. Uh, there was a first look at the new Ark Survival Ascendant, which they're going to be focusing more on some fantasy monsters for this one. Uh, Manor Lords gets a PC uh, Game Pass preview. Max 
actually not sure what that is. Going from a uh, showcase showing off new games, talk about this. Uh, going from a showcase uh, showing off new games, uh, what is this new show that uh, you've been looking at? Amazing Digital Circus, please? Yeah, so Amazing Digital Circus, uh, there's only a pilot episode out for it at the moment, and it's all going to be aired on YouTube by a channel called Glitch Productions, which Glitch Productions has been around a little bit. They're currently at about three and a half million subscribers with a few other indie type shows on their belt like Murder Drones, Meta Runner, Sunset Paradise, and they're definitely getting really popular with these really greatly animated shows that they're doing right off of YouTube on their channel. Murder Drones was one of their biggest shows they had on here. They have six episodes of it out right now, and each one was getting over 10 million views. The pilot episode for Murder Drones has 26 million. But Amazing Digital Circus pilot has only been out for two weeks, and it's already reached 45 million views. Jeez. People are going nuts for this. The animation is beautiful. The characters are wacky and fun. The cast that are bringing the voice to these characters is really great choices. Like, for those of you who are Hasbro Hotel fans, the original voice actor for Angel Dust in the pilot voices the rabbit character Jax in this. And you can definitely make out his voice immediately, but he's more like a more gruff, I, I guess, not really necessarily gruff, but more slightly deeper toned Angel Dust. You'll pick the voice out immediately. But the show is basically about these characters who get stuck in this digital circus world after something happens to them. The new character, Pommy, says something about, like, they put on this, like, VR headset and then they get stuck in this world and the owner of this realm called Kane, who's like a... Their head is like one of those, like, teeth toy chomper things with eyes in the the middle of the mouth. And he's kind of like a ringleader for this circus. And he's doing crazy little fun mini games and side stuff for them to do just to make them not go insane while they're stuck in this world. And it's definitely... It has some adult humor to it. And I thought there was one really funny scene where the main character, Pomni, starts freaking the hell out and swears and then just gets censor barred and Kane is literally just like no 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 you can do everything in this world but not swear and then Pomni just goes off and cusses up a storm and everything gets censored <laughs> that's great there are kind of funny <laughs> yeah there are so many memes coming out of this pilot episode and so many scenes that have been shown all over YouTube all over TikTok Facebook iPhone I've, I've seen a couple of the clips here but I'm loving it I can't wait to see more of the series considering it's already at 45 million views after only being two weeks I assume the show's gonna pick up real quick and from how this track record works for their previous shows especially with like murder drones being their other current series on the channel they usually have a track record of uploading a new episode for each series within two to three months of each other and with how good the animation quality is on it too it's very impressive for them to be releasing shows 
episodes of these shows that quickly. But if you're a fan of like Hell of a Boss, Has Been Hotel, and other like adult humor type animation quality shows, I'd really recommend giving Digital Circus a shot. You will laugh your ass off throughout the entire thing. I've been thinking about this, and I know I know we're gonna be sending him off to uh, sending them off to him soon. But I've been thinking about this because last episode he was editing, and he he was like, "Wow, you guys only sweared like six times through the entire episode." <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I've, been, I've been like semi keeping track of every time we swear this episode of like oh he's just gonna have a heyday he's gonna be whining the entire time oh yeah hey hey now come on I wouldn't complain it's not like you guys dropped the f-bomb 30 times but yeah that's what I got for Amazing Digital Circus I really recommend giving it a shot if you guys if any of the audience had watched it or if either of you two haven't watched it yet but I think it's amazing and I can't wait to see what's going to come next of it I'll definitely be giving it a shot yeah that's pretty much all we got on our end I don't know if uh, Robbie's going to try and cut in anything or if that's it but uh, he does say he has he has some stuff at the end so we'll oh, be yeah. sending you off to Robbie in the editor's realm oh you don't think you could get away from this episode without a Rob's Corner, did you? Well, you know, with everything that's going on in this episode, I thought it'd be important. I thought it would be appropriate to approach all the other news going on in animation. First things first, I want to talk about Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, which is a show Ubisoft put out, which turns Rayman, the lovable 2D side-scrolling mascot, into a drug-using washed-up has-been, completely replaced in his news anchor position by a duplicate, and then they turn him into Ramon, which is actually pretty badass, not gonna lie. Next up, we've got the new voice actors for Rick and Morty for their season 7 premiere and and all the way up until episode 3, which is what I've seen. We've got Ian Cardoni for Rick and Harry Belden for Morty. And in the first three episodes, they did a fairly good job, I could say. For the majority of it, I couldn't necessarily tell that they were, uh, that they were different, that, they, that there was a change. But yeah, I think the episodes for the season and seven were really good. They're really fun. All of them kind of had their own little vibe. It wasn't really interconnected throughout like the serialized nature as it has been, but it's definitely a step in the right direction when they want to kind of make people familiar with the new voices as we kind of go back into that serialized nature, hopefully in season eight. And before we get to the most depressing news of this corner, I'd like to take a quick moment to talk about Daily Mail's Bent Key Kids Entertainment app. This is launched in coordination with Disney's 100-year celebration, and they're actually going to be launching an entire plethora of content for kids, and it's kind of designed to bring animation back to their roots and avoid being woke. It'll be interesting to see what kind of animation they create, because it seems like they've got stuff from across the board, from puppetry to live action to animation in in CGI and 2D. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, but uh, what I'm worried about is the heavy ham-fisted political statements and propaganda that'll most likely show up because you know it's daily mail but yeah to get to the final bit of news as you may have heard during my interview with Kamal on the station for the funding drive learning with Pibby will no longer be turning into a show Adult Swim has passed on the idea of creating a full show of it as of right now and the creator Dodge Greenlee has been putting a lot of concepts for Pibby on his Instagram so go check them out they're really creative they're really awesome and it's just really sad to see this really creative idea just kind of poof just it's gone you know but yeah 
That's been Rob's Corner, and I'll let Blaze take it from here. Anyway, uh, wanted to thank everyone for tuning into the podcast and listening to us rant about things we think interesting. Wanted to thank my two lovely guests with me, the other Tyler Menace. Oh yeah, and make sure to check out the other channels on uh, CJSW as well. And the other adopted Tyler into the hive mind, not Tyler Gemini. A pleasure as always. And thank you for tuning in to the Pop Culture effect and we'll see you next time bye-bye goodbye bye you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw